0: Welcome back to another episode of the Kicking It With Evo podcast. Today, I got a special guest. A lot of you know him. Look like he's been in a fight with an alley cat or something. Mr. <laughs> Major boy Blake Perry. What's going on, Blake? Hey,
1: man. Not much, dude. Just chilling, getting some stuff done on the Sunday. Just kind of hanging out. Appreciate you having me.
0: I appreciate you being on the show. Why is your face scratched up? Uh,
1: I've been doing a lot of wrestling this week, and mm-hmm. I think it was just... I don't know if it was like kind of heads rubbing together or Velcro, Velcro from gloves or I don't know what it was, but just a scratch from wrestling.
0: OK, yeah, that's why you shouldn't wrestle. Just pull a guard. <laughs> pull a guard
1: his lives. Yeah, I think that's what uh Terrence Saturn always says that he's like, okay.
0: yeah, he said, he said something like shooting for takedowns is a wrong turn. So you you should pull a guard. I'm pretty sure that's a quote of his. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, what's been up, though?
1: You got any fight news coming up or? Uh, so nothing, nothing on the books yet. Just uh, kind of waiting here, staying ready. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get back in there with it. would be cool to get back in with another promotion that I fought with already. Um, any of them would be cool or keeping my options open for any cool opportunities to pop up. But as of right now, uh, just training, working on the areas I need to work on. And focusing on that—that
0: that makes sense. As a fan, I would like that. See you go. Stick with one of those promotions and make a run for a title before going to a bigger show. So that'd hey, be awesome. Like that. Cage Warriors, hit my boy up. Let's get this money—the money and that belt. Yeah, now that'd be awesome. I would be for sure down to fight
1: anywhere. So. All of them, lots of big opportunities there, especially Cage Warriors. You know, there's lots of uh, international things going on. And even A1 Combat, you know, they're having shows in Vegas and all around the West Coast and having a a Muay Thai show coming up, which is dope. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That is. And we got a couple more Thai fighters on the squad. So, if they could get on an A1 Combat Muay Thai show, that would be dope, too. That would be sick. See Kanoa throw down for A1, that would be dope. For real man, you just brought up so much stuff. Speaking of Muay Thai and kickboxing, my first time ever cornering outside of a jiu-jitsu match was cornering you for a kickboxing fight at Blake Tahoe. <laughs> that was a great bro. weekend,
1: bro. That was fun, man. That whole weekend was fun. It was me, you, and uh, Terrence went out. It was that was my first competition with uh, T. l and Team Nobody. That was my very first, uh, actually, no, uh. First, that was my first. Care. I had a one jujitsu tournament right when I got here in uh, yeah. Sacramento that yeah. you were also at, and yep. then I think that was at like the Ultimate Fitness. It was and, yep, 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 at Your Rise Gym, and then but the first uh, individual competition I did was, uh, yeah, it was at Lake Tahoe in like I think June of 2021, something like that. Already two years ago, it's crazy.
0: It was June, and I remember distinctly. Because I was on leave, taking a shit, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot to tell you. Well, whatever said on the podcast is is out there because I don't edit. So if you don't want I to hurt, don't <laughs> say it. <laughs> I was literally I like at my mom's so house I was taking a shit, and I get a message from Sonny saying, when are you coming back? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't bought a ticket yet. What's up? I need you to corner Blake. And I was like, huh? That's a kickboxer fight. I'm not a kickboxer. It's like, no matter. I trust you. He's like, all right. So I <laughs> started buying a plane ticket or at least looking for plane tickets for me and Lil Devin to come back to California while I was still taking the shit. Oh <laughs> uh, in-
1: man, that's awesome. That's a good story. Uh yeah. but shit, man. I was happy to have you just because like I I'm like a firm believer that it's obviously like you need the specific people that are gonna give you the like X's and O's to mm-hmm. that specific fight. But I think it's good just to have like the competitor coach like even though like you said you don't do like a ton of kickboxing or whatever just you've like you have that competitor mindset and you know how to win combat sports events you know what i mean so it was good having you and terrence there to kind of have the best of both worlds so that was that was
0: dope terrence had the technical side giving you the advice and my job was to argue with the other coach in the corner (laughs) because he was not
1: <laughs> but he was. He was kind of he was a dick. He was dick. he ended up being cool. Since then, since then we've been cool, mm-hmm. but he was a he was a cock that day. Wow. Um yeah. That's good to know. That's good yeah. to know he's not like that all the time. <laughs> At least though I don't know if it's I mean he, he might be in real life. I don't know. That's the only time in real life I've seen him. But since then on Instagram, he's you know, I've talked to him a couple times and he was all right. So we're we're cool. I'll chalk it up to uh, you know, things being heated in the moment. It was, but, super- uh, but no. If he sees this, he was being a cock that day, and I want him
0: to know that. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a that was a, a super heated moment. I don't think. Well, I have been mad like that at jujitsu tournaments, but uh, I've since calmed down. Oh, nice. I've since calmed. Well, no, I lied. When your nose got broken, I was livid <laughs> <then> too.
1: <laughs> that one's on tape too. I heard that recording.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: What happened? At, what I don't even remember, honestly, because I was like kind of out of it. But like, what what happened at the kickboxing fight? Like, why were things heated? Like, I don't even know, like, what happened.
0: He was yelling at the ref to call fouls on you mm. when his his student, who happened to be his brother, was committing fouls too. Mm. And I'm like, no, shut the fuck up, and this and that. <laughs> and I'm yelling yeah. at him, and he because he was yelling at you and the ref, so I'm yelling at him. And uh, the commissioner in our corner told me to sit down and only talk to your fighter. So yeah,
1: <laughs> and, uh, I I forgot about that because I remember him like saying stuff to me. I'm just like, dude, get the fuck out of it! Like I don't care about you. I'm fighting someone right now. Like yeah. he was like yelling like like between rounds, like like scolding me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> uh, the other coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other coach. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. <laughs> it
0: was. It was. That was. That was a fun one. Uh, and came away yes. with a W as a as a as the you guys listening can't see me making air quotes, but the coach called Blake an MMA guy and he can't kickbox. <laughs> not <And Blake laughs> there and put them dogs on. on Bro, your, that was fun, on. man.
1: Yeah, and hey, I'll be honest. Like, who's a better kick? He's a better kickboxer between us, but I'm a better fighter. 100%. So. Yeah, so like you know,
0: and he's gonna be He was young yeah. at that time, so he's gonna be really good as long as he sticks with it. He's yeah. just ready for that dog at that moment. Yeah, the, yeah. The better, the better, better artist in a certain style doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. Notice I didn't say fire. The better artist in a <laughs> certain style during a match does not always win. <laughs>
1: No, I I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that's probably a good example. Honestly, like straight kickboxing. I mean, I know just watching like clips of him and other fights and stuff. He's definitely like the more technical kickboxer. It's like what he does. But um, yeah, I was just ready ready to fight, man. And I don't think I don't think he was like that. So yeah, got got the dub. But um, actually, I think fun fact. I think he did have an MMA. Fight since then that he won. Really? Um, give him, I, I know he took. He took a fight. It's probably been like over a year ago, but he did. So shout out to him. He did win that's and never been fight too.
0: That's good. I'm the type of person, um person, coach, friend, whatever. Whenever any of our guys fight someone, I want that person to do better. Yeah, because it makes us look good. Oh, 100,
1: bro. That's so true. I never understood the opposite when someone like. Either win like either way, whether they beat the person or lose to them. I never yeah. understood why they're like, Oh, I hope he gets fucked up. I hope and it's like, why, dude? Like, if he gets his ass kicked and you lost to him, then that just makes it look like you you still lost to that guy. Like, why does that make you look better?
0: Right. Right. Winner, or, win or lose to someone, you want that person to do better because it makes you look good, especially if you beat them. Because yes. it's like hey, this guy is now seven and zero after I beat him. That mm-hmm. was a good win for me.
2: Mhm.
0: Right? Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Right. So, I'm like I'm 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 not cheer- I'm not actively cheering for past opponents, but I hope they do well. Yeah. I agree. I hope they do I well. Agree. And I'm like let's get a rematch down the line. Where, mm-hmm. where do we want to fight a loss if they're doing well and we're doing well? Let's get a rematch on a bigger show. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Why not? I agree. That's a, that's a story to sell. I agree. Like one rematch, I would like to see you have is with Marcel. Like I follow yes. Marcel on Instagram. Marcel is super cool, makes mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. But I want that fight back.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course, man. Like honestly, I can say as a person, he's like the my favorite guy I've ever fought. Like the yeah. most likable. Just I like I feel like we would be cool as fuck. Like we would be friends yeah. in any other scenario. However, the competitor in me—hell yeah, I want that one back. But yeah, yeah. Which uh, so no, I I understand it, man. I get it. Um, but yeah, his music is dope too, by the way. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I check out Marcel McCain. I forgot his rap name. Marceli Slaps. Marceli Slaps. That's the one. I might have been. Uh, probably shouldn't be drinking right now. I got homework to do after this. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, Crown Apple. Okay. Sponsoring me, so I'm not gonna put this uh <laughs> on the Instagram post. Okay. But yeah, uh I don't think I've ever done one of these fully sober. Oh, that's good. I just like to have fun.
1: Yeah, why not? Dude? That's honestly that's, <laughs> um, I think that's ahead. why podcasts are fun. I was gonna say I think that's why podcasts are fun because they're not like my least favorite podcasts and stuff I do is when it's like like it feels like a job interview or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like
0: Right, yeah, I, we're not doing any of those on the Kicking It With Devo show. I like we, it. We actually started a podcast at T4L before you got to California, and really? I, had to, I had to delete it all. Why? We're pretty intoxicated, and uh, we said some stuff that shouldn't go out to the airwaves. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad.
1: Oh, that's awesome, actually. Yeah, but four or three years later and here we are okay I like it would you guys just like set it up like in the gym or we kind of like how you're doing
0: we were in a gym recording on a cell phone okay. so you know what a cage is it mm-hmm. used to be an office oh really yeah they tore it down built the cage up in that office we used to sit there Thursday Thursdays used to be in that office okay we sit down, start. We're eating. We're having our sips or whatever. Cell phone is going, and I'm like, we cannot put this on the internet. So I <laughs> everything.
1: I get it. I mean, I guess probably, I guess for the best. percent oh,
2: but... for, <laughs> for the best.
1: What's the story too with that cage? Didn't. Wasn't that like an active cage at one
0: point? Like there was like that fights was in there. A, cage, a lot of guys from nobody fought in. If I'm not mistaken, Andrew knocked the guy out in that cage. Really? Yeah. You have, you have to get the you have to get the story from Sonny. but I'm pretty sure. because this is this all this happened before I uh, started teaching at T4L? But uh-huh. They fight in that Titans cage. Yeah. You know? And okay. uh, they, I don't know. if They closed down, ran out of business during the pandemic or whatever. But Sonny bought the cage and brought it into the gym. And it just so happens I was either TDY or on leave when they built the cage. So I didn't have anything to do with tearing down the office and building the cage. I just came back and there was a nice cage there. I'm like, oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, shit, I didn't know they do that. Like, I knew, yeah, I, because I heard them, someone saying something about how it was like an active, like, like you were saying. I didn't realize our guys, like, had fought in there. That makes it even cooler. But yeah, a bunch
0: of our Emmys. Uh, went or even some of the pros when they were at me fought in that cage. Dang, that's pretty fucking Andrew, dope, Andrew. For sure, fought in that cage a few times. Okay, yeah, damn, that's dope. But going back to cage warriors, uh, yes, if you do get on one of these London or Ireland cards, my passport is good. Just say hey, it. all right, I like it. I like it. Same, and Faye likes to travel, so we're coming. Hell yeah, that'd be okay, dope. Well, I don't even have to be in the corner. I'm coming.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, for sure. That would be a fun ass trip. Like, fight aside, you know, go out there, make it a business trip, and then afterwards, kind of have fun. Dude. Yeah. You ever I'm go a, to? I'm writing it to off. Yeah. Hey, I'm coming as a photographer. I'm writing it all off on taxes. Do it, man. Take all kinds of cool shit. You ever go to Europe?
0: Uh, yes. Oh. Oh, my camera just died. My battery. Oh. I'm about to pause it. And then we go. Yeah, to- yeah. Do your thing. We'll grab a battery. And... All right. We're back. Sorry about that. Had some technical difficulties. Battery died. Had to run downstairs to the fake photography studio that I got set up to get them, And I'm out of breath. So if you hear me breathing hard. just <laughs> altitude in Denver is no joke, ladies and gentlemen.
1: What- Does it make a difference when you train? Like a pretty big difference? But-
0: when I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, we have trained when I came back on leave. <laughs> I feel, how do I say this without sounding like a dick? I feel like a god.
1: <laughs>
0: like when, when you come me. back to Cali, when I come back to Cali at that sea level, I feel great. Like I can breathe. I'm fucking amazed. Like, yeah. My technique is amazing or not, it doesn't matter because I'm not getting as tired. Yeah. When I come back here, complete opposite. Really? Dying, gasping for air. Hitting yeah. in Caleb between rounds. Really? Yes.
1: Shit. Yeah, I've never been to Colorado. I guess uh-huh. I obviously fought in, in Tahoe, which I know has a high elevation. But I heard yeah. Colorado is like extra, like it's known for that or whatever. But.
0: Caesar. Caesar Caesar, caught altitude sickness when he came. And he didn't even train. He just went snowboarding. Really? Yeah, him him and Liz came, kicked it at my crib. And then they went up to uh, I forget what a place was the snowboard, but he caught altitude sickness when they went up into the mountains. Now, you what what is that? In? What's al- altitude sickness? It's so like... altitude sickness is when you go up in altitude that you're not used to, and you do strenuous activities, and you you literally get sick. You get lightheaded, dizzy. Some people even really? throw up, faint because you don't get enough oxygen. You know, the oxygen is so much thinner. So
1: how does that work? Do you, like after you're in it for a while, does your body acclimate to it, or is it just some people
0: struggle? Right. Some your, your body starts to acclimate and produce more red blood cells to bring more oxygen to the organs that need it. Now that sounds like bro science. So anybody listening <laughs> could look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, hey, it works for me. Yeah, but okay. Then, back to that Tahoe fight. Some of the, some of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken. Was after the fight when you was in medicals, and when yeah, you, parents took the picture with the black backdrop. That is a dope picture. And you posted my shorts—one the only thing that was black, white, and yellow—that showed the fuck out that weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was, I was like, still proud of that. That was perfect. Like this dude fits so well into nobody and trained for <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Dude, I I'm still
1: proud of that quote.
0: Thank you, thank you. That was by far one of the best quotes. I'd like we got <laughs> the thing where we say bars or whatever, and that was a bar. I that appreciate was a that.
1: The bar. That that was a fun, just that whole thing, that card, and you got a bunch of
0: dope pictures of a uh, Sai Hansen too. That. Yep, 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 yep. Shout out to Cy. Sai's doing real well in his kickboxing, and the uh, pictures of uh of Sai's coach wrapping your hands. Yes yeah yes uh wrap hands
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name but yes
0: i'm not either but i'm about to look it up and sound it out yes
1: uh look.
0: He's, he's another done. one of yeah he was super cool dude like take he was super cool people like, only how the fuck do you know these people he's <laughs> a celebrity dude right I don't. This is not his name. This is a. You know the when you're in Muay Thai, you take on the name of the gym, and it means student of. So his know. name is Joshua. side, which means yes. student of. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. The camp you came from in Thailand. Got you. Got you. Got you. If I'm not right about that, any of my Muay Thai peeps, hit me up and let me know, and I will correct myself on the next episode. Probably not because I won't remember. But let me know anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it that either. That's kind of cool, though. I like uh, there's like a lot of tradition that goes into Muay Thai.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a martial arts nerd. So even though I've never really done Muay Thai or any other art outside of Jujitsu, I study them all. Yeah. Yeah, I study them all. I like history. I'm a I'm not a big history buff in the sense of knowing random shit. Well, I do know random shit, but. I love reading Wikipedia pages and uh, all kind of shit like that, man. I'm like, I just want to know.
1: Well, I think that's fucking cool, too, because, like, your journey specifically, like, you started jiu-jitsu in Japan, right? No. I actually
0: started okay. in Louisiana. I trained there for two months at an old school called Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Shreveport, Bossier City. Shout out okay. to Jeff Internet. He was uh, my coach. He was a blue belt at the time. I was a Brandon White Belt. Um, and then two months later, I went to Japan, and that's where I, I really trained the most. at uh, Uprising, shout out to Uprising, Rodrigo, Rest in Peace to Carl, uh, Ian Tanaka. There was a lot of people there that helped me out a lot. And uh, Axis Jiu-Jitsu, our headquarters. But, yeah. How, okay, so you, you trained with, like, I would
1: imagine lots of people that are actually, like, born and raised in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What would you say, like, Culturally, in the jiu-jitsu world, is is like different from in the states.
0: In in Japan, they're more strict and they're more they're more about the the art and the team than they are here. Over here mm-hmm. is is grind and win. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes from the wrestling background mm-hmm. that Americans have. Over there, they were really technical. Not saying Americans aren't technical, because they yeah. Are. yeah. But over there, they were—they cared about technique. They cared about structure, uh, curriculum, class structure. They cared about teammates. They cared about um, we would get together and have eaten, barbecues, cookouts, all kind of stuff. And a lot of that happens in the States, too. But I've noticed that it happened more with islanders mm, than okay. mainland Americans. Uh, but yeah, that's the only difference in Japan and, and here, just, uh, okay. martial arts carried over in a sense, like we would line up, uh, but we didn't line up in rank order. No one gave a shit about the rank order. Uh, the master would walk in, Master Taka, shout out to him. I never seen this dude with hair out of place ever. He walked in, <laughs> we would sit there, he would get on his knees, that how we were, we would bow in and then we would start class. We started off with, uh self defense or a takedown okay. and then once we hit the takedown we would start on the ground and work ground stuff so we did takedowns every day or self defense every day
1: really so like so what do you like self defense like is that like
0: weapons and shit or like He would go into the, there was a closet on the mats in in the back corner he would walk into the closet and he would pull out either some sticks or some knives or some shit and uh he even had a knife that would uh a few of them They had the shock so you could feel it. Yeah. Really? Okay. No weapon self defense. A lot of stuff that I even showed to fighters at the gym. Yeah. Getting into a certain guard position, stretch them out, they can't punch you, kick off, stand up, stuff like that. All of that's regular self defense. Hell yeah. Okay. But it's self defense.
1: And another thing, too, it took me like, it's, it's funny because it's kind of obvious, but it's a, literally, like, this year I kind of realized, like, would you say that, like, straight jiu-jitsu schools and, like, traditional jiu-jitsu and stuff, like, it's kind of like the military in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Like, the the structure. Yes. Yeah. And I, like, didn't, I don't know why it took me, like, years and years to realize that, but I kind of thought about that. I heard someone talking about, like, the, like the belt structure and stuff, and I was like, it, was they, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we were at East Bay. Somewhere we lined up, like, by, by order, right? Like, the yeah. traditional order. And I was like, damn, this is, this is kind of, like, at work. Like, yeah. a little bit, like, when I thought
0: about it, it's kind of funny. But... 100%. You got the guy at the top, who's giving mm-hmm. to everybody and then either you understand the orders or not, and if you don't, you got somebody or a bunch of people in the middle that's passing it down, just like in the military.
1: Yeah. Um... The There's something know, else.
0: What's up? Well, uh, just saying for the people that don't know Blake's in the military, he's active through the Air Force. So thank you for your service, support this right, you. Thank you.
1: Um, what was I gonna say? There's something else I was gonna pick your brain about. Oh, okay. So I actually thought of this before we even like set up the talk. I was thinking when you come back to Cali, I want to talk to you. What is your opinion on I hear people say all the time, like jujitsu guys say, if you want to get better at jujitsu, like just in general, if you want to get better at submissions and everything in no gi, practice gi. What is your because in my head, I yeah, don't, like I said, I'm not I, a traditional I
0: don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to it. Okay. Same. I don't <laughs> subscribe to it. But but there, there's a point that they make that is valid. In the GI, you can't slip out of, like, from a defensive standpoint, you have to be technically sound defensively to get out of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't hold and slip out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to know the escapes. So, from that aspect, the GI helps. But on the flip side, when it comes to offense, and it, or, or, there, there's going to be two. Um, on the flip side, when it comes to offense, and pinning someone and controlling them, you don't have the grips or the fabric to slow someone down to cause friction. And mm. no, you have to really know how to pin the hips and pin the arms and trap the head and trap the legs or, or whatever it is to keep someone from slipping out because it's so easier mm. to slip out, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to offensive attacks, like chokes, if you could get it in the gi, you could get it in no gi. This is gonna be way easy if you could get a rear naked choke, uh, uh even something like a, a a collar choke. As far as like a, a boring arrow,
2: mm-hmm. you can
0: put your hand underneath the chin, or for a boring arrow or a guillotine, in the gi, mm-hmm. that extra fabric bunching up around the neck, you could get it in no gi. You could get your hand underneath the chin in no gi. Yeah, no, that's
1: for sure. You'll have
0: to work
1: and it to get it up. That's a good point too. You're saying about like slipping out and stuff like i feel like in nogi if you're like a freak athlete it can help a lot whereas in gi you get held more accountable to like your technique like i get beat up by nerds all the time in gi (laughs) like and i I think that's kind of cool because it like i feel like that's where i get held the most especially with like like guard passing and stuff like that where i feel like a lot of times in nogi, I can get away with, like, wrestling, if that makes yep. sense. Whereas yep. Yep.
0: in gi, it, like, I can't at all. Right, but, which is why I try to teach people to, in the gi, we grab the, the pants, stretch the leg out, push the leg down. That leg's not moving anymore. I can start to move up towards the hips. In nogi, I don't have the grips to do that. But I can grab your leg and pin it. So mm-hmm. let's work on pinning stuff instead of just trying to speed towards the head and not a person's mm-hmm. legs and their hips are moving. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Are you good? Who the fuck is the king of MMA? I think that's you, man. Shit. Whoa. That's <laughs> a, that's pretty big. I don't know about me being a... Is that, is that Tyler?
1: What are we
3: looking at? You don't see it? No, I don't see anything. What's I, up? No, there it is. Oh, <laughs> what's up, man? What's up, BP? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, bro. How you doing?
0: I'm uh, in my backyard. Did you just say I BP? like it, BP. I what? Oh, my bad. I thought you said double. <laughs> <laughs>
3: How you doing, Devo?
0: <laughs> what's up? Man, just talking to the man himself, Mr. Nature Boy, Blake Perry. Yes, Blake sir, the man. Wait wait, you wait, guys wait, 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 Tyler. Go back to that backyard. What is
3: that? Oh, this, these are my trees back here. That's my Man, backyard.
0: That backyard it's huge. How much money is the government paying you? Man, I, <laughs> you know, the, I'll tell you when we're not recording.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'll flip. This is my backyard.
0: that's kind of
3: right. my backyard's kind of shitty, so don't judge we, too much. But are we that's my backyard.
0: barbecue at Tyler's house. <laughs> there we yeah, go. I got
3: my little trampoline back here. I like and, it. And, uh, you know, we could throw, we could put Terrence on the trampoline. Terrence uh, can not yeah. on the trampoline. <laughs> yeah, I think, Ter- I think Terrence would like that. There we oh, go. Yeah, Virginia, right? Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. You know, it's amazing what you can buy when you're not living in California.
0: Are you anywhere near Langley, True.
3: true. Uh, yeah, I'm not that
0: far away. Dude, I I'll tell to- you what. I'll to- tell you when we're not recording. <laughs> I used to t- I used to TDY near there all the time, but it was before I knew you.
3: Oh cool. Yeah, I'm um uh, I'm by uh, the Marine Corps base. I don't live that very yeah. far. I don't yeah. live very far away from that at all.
0: Yeah, I used to TDY in that area all the time, but we yeah. didn't know each other. Shit, Blake might still t- well. I'll talk to Blake offline and tell him if he can get on one of these TDYs to get on it because he'll be in your area. Oh, yes. right on. Yeah,
3: Definitely hanging do out. I'll heel, I'll heel hook you, Blake. Better, better <laughs> watch out. How you doing, man? Hey, a, hell of a victory for you, by the way. Congratulations! This Is the first time oh. I'm actually getting to, oh, thank to talk to you face to face. That was a hell of a that. performance. Thank oh, you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, just through uh, DM and stuff. I haven't like interviewed him though.
1: I appreciate that.
3: What What a I I mean? Uh, you looked like you were having fun out there against that guy, though. I was,
1: dude. That was honestly the most fun I've had in a long time in a fight. Just kinda it was fun. Cause he he was definitely down too. Like you know what I mean? Like he was a yeah. fun dude. He was talking shit and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. He
0: was a Hawaiian. He was ready to
1: scrap. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's cool. It,
3: <clears throat> how um happy were you with like your performance? Cause I looked at it, I looked at the fight, um, and like that guy was game. Like that was a fight for a little while. Now for me. Um, and I have to think about it, but I, I don't remember exactly how it was scored. I thought you had all the rounds, though, in, in my personal opinion, but I could see how maybe he would take one. Did you think you mm-hmm. got all three, or did you think it was a close fight?
1: So I think if I'm being completely um objective, that that right? That's the right word? Objective? Subjective? Objective, you're right. Objective. Okay, if I'm being completely objective, From a control standpoint, I could definitely see someone giving him the second round because he got Mm -hmm. a takedown and he finished. I think he's probably had, he was probably on top of me for like two, two and a half minutes in that round. So Mm -hmm. if someone gave him that via control, I I would, uh, I wouldn't argue with that. However, I think, you know, it kind of just depends how you look at it. But um, of course, I, in my own head, you know, I say I got all three, but. No, I would get if someone gave him the second the second round.
0: Now, as a coach who was actually in the corner that knows the game a little bit, and I'm not saying I'm a pro. I'm not the king of MMA, but
2: <laughs>
0: in my eyes, Blake won all three. Reason being, he done more damage on the bottom than the opponent did on top in that second round. But knowing the way judges score how dumb they are I gave the second round to the opponent and we have to be objective about this so going into the third round we're telling them you might be down 1-1 one, one. we're not lying yeah
3: I can get why you'd have to say that I mean for me looking at it I thought it was all three because of like you said the damage but I can understand why you would say 1-1 uh, one, one, because it doesn't always go like how you think it would based off of the scoring criteria.
0: Unless you 100% beat the shit out of a guy in a the round, there's a yeah. chance that one at least one judge would give it to the other guy. For yeah. sure.
1: And I think it's just a safe bet as a fighter going into that third round thinking it's 1-1 one, one, as opposed to you know what I'm saying? Like, go yeah. like I have to win
0: that third round. To... You can't coast, You gotta put it on him. No. Yeah, you... 100%. But the, the funniest shit ever... Like, okay, two of the funniest moments that happened in the fight. The one of the funniest ones was Blake looking into the crowd, acknowledging some people, telling him to whip his ass or whatever. And we're after the fight, we look at Blake like, hey, did you know these guys? He's like, nah, I never seen them before in my life. Just some- <laughs> people at the fights who was like kick his ass or whatever talking to Blake and Blake's got him pressed up against the cage in front of us and talking to the people behind us like he don't give a shit what we're, and we're his coaches <laughs> passed us into the crowd like all right bro I got it like what the fuck? We, we, we all like, who is he talking to
1: bro I, I was like I had him against the fence and like the people were close enough that I was like looking at a guy just like not on purpose just my my face was against the fence because I had his back on it and this guy just like looked at me and he's like, beat his ass. I was like,
3: thanks. And he was like,
2: <laughs> hey, he <did> it. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's uh, Tyler coaching right there, hit him <laughs> harder. Like, yeah. you know, the some second, unhelp.
0: The second funniest thing that happened in that fight was Blake looking at him in between the second and third round and saying, You know, Hawaii's rooting for me, right. <laughs>
1: What a dick, dude. What a
0: dick.
3: This Perry guy's out of control. Jesus. Uh, Somebody uh, needs to cancel this, dude.
0: Tyler, bro, if you was there that whole weekend, or not even weekend, because we were there for like four days, that whole week, or maybe three, maybe three or four days, that whole week was crazy. Fucking the Hawaii MMA page post-Blake with some native Hawaiian war music. Oh, damn. like the shit BJ Penny used to walk out to. So every morning since we found out Sonny, would who who's also Hawaiian would wake up, pull the curtains open, and start chanting that song. <laughs> and when his mom, shout out to Miss Nika, Mrs. Perry, would hear us in the room next to us and start cheering while Sunny was chanting. <laughs> we'll wake up every morning, hype as shit. Like, it's not even fight day. We got to go to breakfast or something right now. But we're all hyped as fuck.
1: Bro, that's hilarious. It's funny, too, because when that video came out that you're talking about, I knew right away. I was like, dude, I know my buddies, like, actually, like, Hawaiian friends that are born and raised there that I fought with. I was like, I know they're going to clown on me. And it came out. And I had, like, three of my friends that I trained with out there all send it to me. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? They're like fucking, they're like Blake this Hawaiian warrior now, this (laughs) fucking bald white dude from Ohio.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, forget the nature boy, Blake the Hawaiian warrior, (laughs) period. I love it.
3: That's why we're so fitting.
0: Tyler, so after that fight or or during that week, we started phrasing Ohio as the 10th island. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is the ninth island, so Ohio is the 10th island, bro. We yeah. need to make shirts, dude. Yes, um, t- I'm t- your tell your moms, tell your moms the state of Ohio and put 10th island on it. Tenth island. what that I mean. They don't have <laughs> yeah. no explanation. I love it. I love but, it. It's- uh,
1: do you see the new Instagram bio?
2: No, but,
1: uh, put a oh. uh, Oh, Hawaii, California! I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> to just combine oh, yeah. the three states that
3: I'm fighting out of. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. I was pretty proud of that. I will say, though, I will say, Blake, I hate watching you fight. I fucking do not <laughs> like watching you fight. I don't. I don't like watching him. I don't. I really don't. I get uh, It's not an enjoyable experience. It really is. Really? Not, yeah, it's not an enjoyable experience. Like, watching no. somebody you know really well compete. I, I don't know why. I just, I just don't like it. Just nerves? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind get that. And you... Uh, it's not entertaining to me.
0: You put yourself in trouble too much.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, true, it's too. Just, well, it's just like not a... It's not like watching a UFC fight where it's like, yeah, I'm just here to watch these guys I don't know fight each other and it'll be entertaining. Sure. And yeah. then, you know, because then, you know, it's like uh, Robbie Lawler, for example, loses. It's like, oh, well, that sucked. Okay, next fight, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, if the fight doesn't go the way that, like, somebody you care about, it doesn't go their way, like, it ruins your whole fucking night. Yeah. No, you know uh, what I mean?
1: That's 100%. Yeah.
3: And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, uh, a fight doesn't go somebody's way and I'm just like you know what fuck the fights I don't want to watch any more fights I'm gonna <laughs> you know I'm gonna do something else I'm going to bed fuck this
1: <laughs> that, that's actually a super good point like because like when Terrence is fighting or Caesar's fighting oh. or Amini whoever I that's a good point like I definitely I wouldn't describe that as an enjoyable experience like nope. it's very much like a mission you know what I mean like you're out there on work doing a job but it's like yeah, I get that's actually a good point. I don't it, like after when they win, it's super enjoyable. But the actual experience, I wouldn't describe it as enjoyable at all. Actually, that's a good point.
0: And that that's yeah. good for, for now. But when you start coaching more, because you already started, mm-hmm. even when your guys win, you won't mm-hmm. enjoy. Really, I've been, I've been in your corner. I've been in Terrence's corner, Caesar's corner. Mm-hmm. All of you guys have won,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, like, uh, all right, what's next? Yeah, like let's get back to the gym. There's shit we need to work on. Even yeah. with even with the win, when you're like full time coach and not fighter, yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, could've, this could have been better. Just like I don't I don't know if Sonny's the same way as I am, and I'm, I'm I don't want to speak for him, but I think he is because that's why we get along so well. It's like we're so ADD and. OCD or whatever you want to call it with the game that we're like, we're trying to fix the mistakes that happen even in the win to where we yeah. can't enjoy it as much as the person that one did. Sure.
1: I get that too, especially like this last one specifically, like watching it back. We were at me, you, Sunny... I, think, I think Yeah. Madali. Yep. 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 Me, oh, you, yeah. Sunny,
0: in the casino.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we all watched it back. And it's funny how when you're in there and corner at whatever you're doing, like when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't like catch a lot of stuff. Like in my head, I was like, oh, I actually I listened pretty good that fight. Like in my head, I I made improvements on my listening. And and then I watched it and I, I would sometimes like listen. But some of the mistakes I was making were like super. It was like making me cringe watch it i was like ducking my head real bad just shit like that it's like day one stuff and i was dude, dude, i did it super bad in that fight like there was like four or five moments when like it'd be like a glaring mistake that i don't even make training you know what i mean i'm like god damn like i didn't even realize i did that and so i
0: get that yeah that was that was that was a good moment too where we were all sitting around tyler you wasn't there so we were all after the fight Uh, We run up, put all the gear down uh, in the hotel. We come back down. We at the bar. There's a table next to the bar with like a giant couch and a couple chairs. Me, Blake, Sonny, Madali, and Blake's dad are gathered around Sonny or Madali's cell phone re-watching the fight that just happened, already breaking it down. Wow. Getting ready for the next one.
3: In a way, though, I think that... um... I could see why you have to be like that though. Because it's still fresh in everyone's head, right? And I think that's really important to um try to analyze everything like right there in the moment, right? Because yeah. when uh you know time goes by, you forget things. That's only natural. Right. So good on you for yeah. for doing that. And good no, on you.
0: We enjoyed and we celebrated. Oh, nice. Don't get me wrong, we, we celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we a lot, but we, yeah. we, did, we did work, too. And uh, I'm going to let you two talk for a bit. Um, Tyler, this is only like your second or third time on the show. Just remember, I don't edit. If you say anything, it's going to go out to the Internet.
3: Let me tell you about Terrence Saturn and why I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I thought it was a great performance all in all against a really tough guy. Um you know, and and just kind of like looking forward, like, well, like what 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 makes sense for you now? Because I know the Cage Warriors it was going back to San Diego at the beginning of the month, and I would have loved for you to be on that card. I know you're not on that one, but that's gotta kind of be like a kick in the stomach a little bit to not get on that card.
2: What? The yeah.
1: Hell?
3: Um. No. Yeah. It's it's
1: all good. That would have been cool too. I definitely would have been down. Um. But yeah, I know there were they said they were looking for an opponent or whatever, and then it kind of, you know, fizzled out, but we're still in good contact with them and their matchmaker and sunny talk all the time. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get back in back with cage warriors would be awesome. Um, at cage warriors a one, they both have been awesome to work with. Uh, and I still talk to both matchmakers and promoters. They're very, for how big of promotions they are. I think those, those guys are awesome because I can like like legit just DM them and within an hour or two, they'll get back to me. And that's not like a lot of big promotions. You know what I mean? So
3: Yeah. But I mean, uh, I was really happy for you to like come back and like have a, a, a fight. I know you're going for a finish, but mm-hmm. to uh, go a full 15-minute fight with a really tough guy that's trying to like knock your freaking head off after your nose mm-hmm. got destroyed, that probably like... <laughs> was like the best fight for you at the time because i'm sure when you are in in an actual fight not sparring but in an actual fight where you know you're trying to like destroy each other you know like that those first few shots you take to the nose it's like oh man i hope this thing doesn't freaking break again
1: yeah no definitely (laughs) yeah i can't lie there was a little a little bit in the back of my head i was kind of you know naturally just a little bit i was like man i hope that shit don't happen again that first minute like that would right.
3: suck <laughs> right oh, but but man. then you went you go 15 minutes with the guy who's trying to you know mm-hmm. i'm sure he's thinking it you know and no disrespect to your opponent but i mean think about it if if you were him it's like yeah i'm 100 percent targeting that nose 100 percent. like fuck yeah <laughs> why wouldn't you you know and the yeah. fact that you went 15 minutes with him and he popped you a couple different times and sure. uh, you held up i mean that I had to have done a lot for your confidence. Yeah, I felt really good about that.
1: Yes, yes. Actually, that's that's a good point you made about. I think actually the first couple exchanges, you know, he he got a couple like real good shots in there, and it kind of made me feel good. Obviously, not physically, I got hit in the face, but like, (laughs) um, it made me feel good. Like, all right, if I can take that, my nose can take that. I should be good. Um, Yeah. So no, that's. It was it was good. I think that's that's a good point that, you know, going a hard fifteen minutes with a super game opponent was good, in terms of like confidence builder in the sense of, you know, not having to worry about my fucking nose, you know. So, yeah.
3: So now here you are. You're back in the win column. So, how soon do you want to fight again?
1: Shit, fucking later on today if someone will have there you. Me, man, I don't. Yes. I All right, later. Street (laughs) beefs. Shit, man. We got, we got a guy in our gym that does those. Oh, street beefs? Yeah, Jacob.
0: Shout out to Jacob. (laughs) Jacob Jacob is Batman.
1: Yes. Bro, you got to look into him, uh, Tyler. You got to check out. There's a, there's a kid on our team. I say kid. He's like my age. Uh, a guy on our team that joined within the past probably year, maybe a year ago, he joined, um, Yep. You got to check him out, dude. He he does, like, I, I don't know how to word it. He'll, like, the basically. What's up?
0: The Cancer Predator.
1: Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of this show. Yeah, he, like, does that for real. Like, he'll, like, set up, like, guys that are creeping on kids and, like, call them out in public and makes videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's fucking insane.
0: Jacob's doing a Laura's work. Yeah, it's public service right there. Yes, I'm about, yes. I'm about to see his profile uh, yeah. so, as soon as I find it.
3: What do you guys uh, think about uh, Sterling and O'Malley happening later on this summer?
0: I think Sterling beats O'Malley easier than Cejudo. I think that, too. What do you think, Blake?
3: Um. So, I think...
1: Man, that's a good question because my like instinct is to say Sterling wins it. Mm-hmm. But I also thought Jan was gonna run through O'Malley and I thought that he was did. such a big
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jan whipped his ass. I don't care what anyone says. I'm still dying on that hill. I've died on that hill already.
1: <laughs> um no, I think it'll be a good one, man. They're both so good, but I if I had to pick one, I think I think Sterling probably.
3: Yeah, from a I
0: think, uh, go ahead. From a coach's background, or and like breaking down and analyzing fights, it depends on one thing: will Sterling get the takedown, or will O'Malley stop it? Mm. If O'Malley stops the takedown, he wins. If Sterling gets takedowns, he wins. Yeah, that's it. I don't. Yeah,
3: I, I, and I don't think. I don't think O'Malley's takedown defense is good enough to stop it. I don't.
0: Yeah. It hasn't been tested enough.
3: Yeah, I I don't I don't see it happening. I think uh uh the grappling you'll you'll see it pretty early on. Yep. I, yeah. That's what I think. I think
0: just, uh he's not stupid enough to stand there and try to box with O'Malley cuz if he does O'Malley's going to box his head off.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Aljo is very smart. I I don't think he'll ego fight at all. I think he uh, knows the pathway to victory is to wrestle and grapple, and that's exactly yeah. what I expect.
0: He's open about that. Like his game plan is always to do this. He's gonna throw punches, to land kicks, to land takedowns. There's I no- met
3: Aljo. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, at the last uh, CFFC fight I went to, and he is fucking huge. Like, I couldn't believe how big he was. Bro, I heard that fool
1: walks around at, like, 180 or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he does.
3: <laughs> well, when he's, like, not in, like in camp or whatever. So yeah. when yeah. I saw him, I was surprised at how tall he was. So I'm 5'9", mm-hmm. and he's just a little bit shorter than me. Just a little bit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's not uh, a short guy. Yeah. yeah. Weight
0: class. When like five, seven, five, eight.
3: He's 5'7", 5'8". He's... So he's only a little shorter than me. I'd say he's like 5'8 and some change. That's yeah. fair. And um, when I looked at him, I would guess he was between 170, 175 pounds. Now, he had a couple cocktails in his hand, too. But,
0: uh, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's big. If you ever listen to his podcast, The Weekly Scraps, he's open about everything you just said. His size, his weight, his, his drinking. He's open about Everything like he would even have a couple sips in camp. Nice when he's supposed to.
1: I like that. And he's a I fucking. Have, world
2: champion.
1: I don't know why people I feel like he gets a lot of hate. I don't really know why. He's like, I like him a lot. Like, I'm a fan. I feel like people always just shit on
3: him.
0: Because, I think I think th- boring, quote unquote.
3: And then the whole funk master thing people don't like, I don't think that whole it goes into that. funk master mode. <laughs>
0: The, the <laughs> funk master comes from wrestling. There's a there's literally a funk style of wrestling that Ben Askren made famous. That's that's where it comes from. Yeah, but people that don't under like before you came on the show, me and Blake were talking about different martial arts and stuff, and I said I study different arts even though I don't compete or train in them. That's where Aljo's name comes from. Funk style of wrestling.
1: Hmm. But I actually
0: people, didn't
1: know that. People don't get that. Funk master. Yeah,
3: he's, he's a. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's the greatest bantam weight of all time. I I, I think that's disagree. Dominic Cruz. I disagree. I think it's. I would say Dominic Cruz. But um, think, if he. Dominic, two. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I
0: think Dom's number two. And I'm going to tell you why when you're done with your thought.
3: Uh, I just. Um, but I will say he is. In the conversation, he's got to be like Aljamain Sterling. Like you're going to notice when he leaves, like when he's done with the game and he leaves, like you're going to notice a big difference um, Mm -hmm. in in, in terms of like what the 135 pound weight class, you know, we don't appreciate people while they're around. We just don't. And then as soon as they leave, like as soon as Amanda Nunez leaves the UFC, you're going to, it'll be a crater of a difference. Yeah, and we'll f- we're, we're, I think we're going to feel that when uh Aljamain Sterling leaves too
0: so with with Aljo and Dom I think Dom is the only person that can throw his name in a hat as greatest of all time for 135. but if you go back and look at the records Aljo got them mm-hmm. so if Aljo got the records how can Dom be ahead of him as greatest of all time
1: Aldo was a 45, yeah.
0: Jose? Aldo was 45. Okay, okay. Yeah, he Who's didn't cut top top down top 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 until late. All times. Like any weight class, any organization, Aldo is one of my top five favorite.
1: Yeah, I agree. Back in the WEC days. Right, he's the man, dude.
0: Double flying knee to Cub Swanson, eight second knockout. Fuck, dude. Took me- I like Cub too, but damn. What what fucks me up with with Aldo Jose Aldo is that that fool didn't use his grappling as much as he could have because he's a fucking world level champion black belt in jujitsu with good takedown. Really? Yes, watch I didn't him know that. watch him fight Mike Brown, who's a really good wrestler. Aldo took him down, took his back, and Mike Brown wasn't going in. That's how he won the belt. He beat the shit out of Mike Brown on the ground. I
1: didn't know that. Okay.
0: Why, yeah. Little, of his his genius on the ground in the WC and UFC, but he fell in love with Muay Thai so much they just wanted to punch and kick people. But when yeah. he took down, he was dominant.
3: It wasn't, until,
0: that, it, it wasn't until he got tired and people took him down and beat him yeah. up, where people was like, Oh, he can't grapple, he's trash on the ground. I'm like, no. Yeah. He won, he won Brazilian nationals or uh one of the Masters International Championships in Brazil not long ago, in really? the gi, in the geek. Oh damn! I did not know that. Okay, and Aldo is a monster. But he's Who would you guys in- say, oh, what's up? Well, he's competing in boxing now. Why are you competing in boxing, bro? Go grapple. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, him- right. That's true.
1: Who would you say is the best uh, grappler of all time, MMA? Oh, the best you get
3: to. That's
0: a Devo question. The first name to jump to my mind, there's three. Frank Mir. Okay, there's four. Frank Mir. Big Nog Minotaro Nogueira. Fabrizio Verdun. Mm-hmm. Damian Maya. It's a good list. But the person that I think that is the most technical in grappling, that didn't implement their game as much as they should have because they just like to scrap, is BJ Penn. Okay. I think technically, I think BJ Pilot was the best grappler. Okay. Does is Gilbert
1: Burns anywhere near there? You think or no?
0: In my top five, no. No. If, if we're talking about accolades in jujitsu that crossed over the MMA, yes. Okay. But if we're talking about just what they did in MMA with grappling, no. Okay. Verdum is probably the best as far as using his jiu-jitsu in grappling. Okay. I mean, his jiu-jitsu in MMA. Okay. Verdum tapped out Fedor. He tapped out Big Nog. He would have tapped out Uh Mir if he would have fought Mir.
1: Okay.
2: i,
3: What's I got guys is, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna just ask real quick. Um, like Nate Diaz, amazing jujitsu. Doesn't use it though. Like, not anymore. Like he just wants to stand and box people. Like, why do you guys think that is? He's he's an amazing jiu-jitsu practitioner. How come he never like goes into that when we all take, know take he down. could triangle people uh, take with me. ease?
0: Takedowns. To be honest. Uh, often- to be offensive in jujitsu, you got to take the person down. A lot of jujitsu guys don't have good takedowns. Mm-hmm. A, a I lot just- of if you watch Nate and Nick, a lot of their takedowns came from the clinch where they threw someone with judo. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of times, guys won't clinch or they're wary of the throws, so you have to shoot. And if you don't have good wrestling, you're not getting that takedown. Watch their fights again, and you will see that a lot of their takedowns came when people shot on them. Or when they're already on their back.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I was I'd always want uh, that always like was the thing that um I I wondered because I was like, that is such a huge advantage. His his uh ground game is spectacular. You just right? don't get a you just don't get to see it very often anymore. And I'm sure uh now that you said that, that's probably intentional by his opponents.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. There's a lot of it got- that don't want to be taken down.
1: I got a good question for both you guys. Who is your favorite and least favorite commentator? Damn. Oh, shit.
3: Um. You got it or I'll go first? So, least favorite is probably Daniel Cormier. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) I, I, uh, he just annoys me, and I think he's lazy with some of his analysis. Wow, Uh, That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Um. Uh, for favorite it's 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 tough because it's like so since I said Daniel Cormier, now I have to talk about another like color commentator. <laughs> um you know, I can't talk about like a play by play guy that I like because that's not a fair comparison uh, okay. um
0: I don't know the difference
3: so the play by play guy would be like John Annick, and <laughs> uh, a color commentator is like Daniel Cormier or Joe Rogan
0: got it got it got it got it got it
3: um because like one of my favorite play-by-play commentators is that is brad wharton for cage warriors i really admire him a yeah. lot okay. i yeah. like that guy a lot did you get to meet him at all or did you see him i, I didn't i might have been passing but i know i didn't
1: i didn't talk did to him at least the British guy? yes yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah i really like his work a lot i he's just exciting to listen to um yeah. So I I would say like he's like one of my favorite commentators. As far as like a color commentator that I like um hearing from um for me, I like Paul Felder quite a bit. I okay. like Paul Felder.
0: That was my answer. Paul Felder
3: yeah. is a uh now this is where uh I'd love to get your opinion, Devo. I've heard that uh, a lot of people criticize paul about uh some of the things that he says or um uh, when fights go to the ground in like jujitsu and 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 i'd like to get your opinion like is some of that criticism valid or not you'd be the person to ask
0: all right so i'm gonna answer that after i answer blake's so my least favorite commentator out of any organization is angela hill for <laughs> Caesar in a fight that he was winning because it was her teammate, and it's some bullshit. <laughs> and the since then, that I've listened to, I've muted because of her biasness. Oh, it's been bad in other fights bad. since then. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, well, she got hers. <laughs> yeah, she did. Favorite again, I would probably lean towards Paul Felder. That like like Tyler, and uh, to answer Tyler's question. Every single commentator that are at the UFC at least say stuff that are wrong or that they think is right, is mm-hmm. the ground. And even Joe Rogan, who's a black belt in two different jujitsu styles and all of that, it doesn't matter because he's not in the game. He's not constantly training. He sees what he sees and he knows what he knows. But there's a whole other world that he doesn't. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, they're trying to do this when they're not trying to do that. And even if I was commentating, yeah, I'm a black belt. Yeah, I know the game. Yeah, I still study the game and I know the newest players and the newest games and everything. But you don't know what's going through someone's mind or what they're trying to do when they're on the ground. I could be, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to set up an armbar when I'm not. I'm maybe trying to set something else up. You might think I'm trying to attack a heel hook when I'm not. I'm probably trying to set something else up. You never know what the person is trying to do because of how crazy the game is on the ground. The thing is to just talk like you know what you're talking about and have confidence. Somebody like me who know the game might be like, "Uh, oh, maybe not." Someone who doesn't know the game at all I'd be like, "Oh, this person knows exactly what they're talking about." So does it mm-hmm. really? No.
3: Yeah.
0: I say tough job though. Tough job. Yeah. I,
3: w- I couldn't do it. Tough job.
1: It, it would be you. Definitely have to be on your like. On your shit, you know. I get that.
0: You have to be training. Be... You, What's up? Be, you have to be training fully. Mm. So, one hundred percent. Yeah. One person who's unsung and people don't talk about enough is Laura Sanko. She knows her shit. Mm. Watch her commentate on the 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 Contender series. Yeah. She knows her shit.
1: Okay, Laura Sanko.
0: Not bad on the eyes either.
1: I, I know that for sure. I agree yeah. with that.
0: <laughs> you can't say that when I take a swig of whiskey. <laughs> Shit. What you got going on, Tyler?
3: Uh nothing. Today's my birthday.
0: What? Happy birthday, bro. Thank Happy you. Happy
3: birthday. I'm just I'm just uh you know, enjoying my birthday talking to you two. What are you, hey,
0: 20, happy birthday, 21? bro. Thirty-one. What's that? 29, 30, 31. Shit. You think
3: that's <laughs> how old I am? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no, nah, if I... Uh, man, I'd be... Uh, shit, if I was still... If I was still uh, in the military, I'd be uh, getting ready to hang it up
0: now. That's yeah. A, I feel yeah. bad for taking you from your family now that it's your birthday.
3: Nah, we're chilling. We, uh, no, it was cool. Like, uh, we just, uh, we actually went out yesterday because it's Sunday and, you know, our son's got school and stuff. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Gotta get Blake on one of these CFFC fights so I can go watch him and barf instead of, instead of (laughs) barfing in the bathroom at my, at the the comfort of my own home. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Yeah, it's uh, they're fighting. Um, so I'm going to the fight uh next month. It's in uh CFFC 120, and that's in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock. It's a really nice place. So I'm okay, looking nice forward to it. Really nice. looking forward to that. It'll be uh, it'll be cool. I only go to like one or two fights a year, so yeah, will be one of them.
1: No, that's yeah. awesome. I like they, they put on good stuff, they put I like how they do the like. Obviously it's the very... MMA cards, but then they'll do like the grappling super fights and all this. that stuff's cool.
3: Fury grappling, yeah, um, yeah. That's not really my thing, but I know that's more your guys's thing. But um, from you know, that is like a lot. A that's a very like high profile thing that I know a lot of fighters like to do. Yeah, um, fury grappling. So that's a big deal. Bro,
0: you got create... you do that, Blake. You got to come, know, Blake. Us. Sorry. What's up? Tyler gotta come to the West Coast and cover a show.
3: Shit, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I haven't been when's the last time I've been in California.
0: And if you come oh, to Denver to cover a show, you got a place to stay.
3: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That would be cool. Yeah, because I know Fury goes to
0: Denver quite often.
3: Um, did you go to the one show?
0: I I was in California for the one show. Oh man. Yeah, I was on leave. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, That weekend, so I went to Cali, shot a wedding. I didn't even get to see Blake and a nobody team because I was in and out so fast. I went, I went to, I shot a wedding and I shot a uh, a branding session for a company. Oh, cool! And once I was done, I left, made my money, peace out. It's
3: it's like that. So, do you guys? um, I know every state is different, but like when you're at an A one show or if you're at a Cage Warrior show. Like, do you have to check in and and be there like before the whole thing starts? And do you have to like stay the entire time? Or can you just like dip whenever?
1: So the Cage Warrior show, we were a few days early. Like they have you check in, like I think I fought on a Friday and we got there on like the Wednesday for media stuff and all that. Um, mm-hmm. but the A one shows, I'm pretty sure it's just day before weigh-ins. Um, at least the ones I did, there wasn't I didn't have to show up like early or
3: anything.
0: Yep. And after you fight, you leave.
3: Yep. You can just bounce after you talk to the doctor.
0: You can just see you. Yep. To the, get your check and you're out. Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. Cause, um, depending, like some of the shows over here on the East Coast, like, um, from the fighters I've talked to, like, let's say you're the main event, like, you can't just like show up like, you know, an hour beforehand. Like, your ass is there for like, like, from the prelims. And you're sitting around waiting the entire time,
0: waiting yeah. for you yeah. to fight. Yeah, that's normal. That is. It's, it's only like the UFC and shit where you see the main event co-main walk in halfway through the show. That's that's yeah. the only. Time. For, for for regular events, you gotta show up because there's a there's a meeting prior to the show starting. The the whoever's refing the two refs will come out with the commission. And they laid on rules and more stuff. So they talked
3: to, like, Red, and then they talked to
0: Blue? They, everybody at once. Oh, wow. Okay. They put everybody in one area and yeah. talk to them. Is that Which, awkward? Not for me. I'm not fighting. I don't
1: <laughs> Uh <laughs> It's kind of funny. Maybe a little bit, like, if you're, like, kind of near the guy you're fighting, it's kind of weird when it's, like, right before the fight.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what would be, like, even weirder is, like, your opponent's, like, asking a bunch of questions. will be like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <does> this, <laughs> what is this guy about to do to me?
0: Right. <laughs> or trying to do. Uh, noted. Right. So when did.
3: exactly can I knee this guy in the face? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: For real, like, that would be a great, like, you know, reverse Uno card. Like, even though, like, you're not going to do that, like, ask right. a bunch of weird shit like that.
1: Like, are spinning axe kicks legal? <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Tyler, you say that, but uh I, I think it was Terrence's, one of Terrence's fights for A1. we the, Everybody broke apart, and I was like, I got to talk to him. I had a fan moment. So I went up and asked the weirdest question that I already knew the answer to just so Herb Dean could answer it for me. Hey. Oh, there you <laughs> go. And I've been watching Herb Dean for 15-plus years, then I'm like, I got to talk to him.
3: Yeah. I don't blame you there. I don't blame no, you there. A, I'm
0: a, a uh, big,
3: big Keith Peterson fan. Huge Keith Peterson guy. There we go. Wait, <laughs> you, say, wait Tom,
0: Tom, Tom. you say Tommy <laughs> Cruz is your Bantamweight GOAT, but Keith Peterson is your favorite <laughs> rep. Yeah, got to be. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and And that's intentional, too. uh, he did not smell like cigarettes for the record when i met him he did not Uh, it's an important qualifier now don't get me wrong he had a freaking lot of chew in his freaking mouth but uh you know no cigarettes so mr Cruz needs to learn the difference
0: cigarettes and booze
3: (laughs) no he didn't smell like booze but he definitely smelled like uh you know that red man chew that i'm sure you everyone in the military seen somebody or known somebody who dips that nasty shit. Yeah, <laughs> Red Manchu. Yeah, really nice guy. I got a picture with him too. Like I was most excited uh about meeting Keith Peterson and Aljo was there, and I was about to say like, "Yo, Aljo, man, take this picture of me and Keith Peterson." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that have been awesome, bro. I dare to die when uh, Dom was commentating and Keith Peterson made a mistake that a lot of people thought was a mistake or maybe not have. I don't know. And he said the all nonsense, Keith Peterson <laughs> because there's no nonsense. <laughs> <like that>. Dom, <laughs> Dom, nonsense. Dom will talk shit.
3: <laughs> he is uh, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, he, I do think he, for me anyway, I do think he's the thirty-five goat. But he is kind of whiny, and like, you know, I, 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 don't know. Maybe he's a cool guy in real life, but like, the pub, the public persona of him, he's yes. kind of irritating. Quite I'm honestly, a professional. He, he, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm not saying he's not not knowledgeable or he's not a he doesn't do a good job, but he just comes across as being a little whiny. It's yeah, so is that me? Say that. Yeah, I don't know. He, you know, kind of a whiny bitch a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, when you're the goat, you can do what you want, I guess. you so think? You're the goat. What's that? You so think you're the goat? Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I think he's. Uh, how old is Dom? He's got to be my age. Thirty-six. Okay. 30. Yeah, so yeah, because you gotta figure, you know, like how much longer is he gonna go out and compete? And that's the thing that's kind of like sad about MMA in a way to me. So it's like
0: Keep
3: talking. all these all these names that uh we grew up with, like all the people that have uh been the faces of MMA for a very long time, like you know, they're just gonna age out you know like anthony yeah. smith is one of them dominic cruz is another one uh you know kamaru uzman he's up there too um like there's like a uh you know we're gonna see robbie lawler fight for like the last time that's gonna like be weird for there yep. to be mma without robbie and i don't know it's just it, i i feel like it's the calm before the storm and you're gonna see a lot more guys leave and it's gonna suck
1: yeah no it's it's crazy how much of like a young man sport it is. When you'll hear people talk about someone like they're like eighty and they're like thirty three, and you're like, I know. Yeah, they're like he's getting up there, man. And you, you're like, dang, dude. Like, definitely. have you thought about
3: like what are you gonna do like when you can't when you can't fight anymore? Like you spent ah. so much of your time into like I can't imagine the thousands of hours you put into this. I know you're like a jujitsu purple belt, mm-hmm. fight you train like you box, you wrestle and you've been doing this like going back to like high school like when you think about wrestling and stuff and like when you're like 35 or like 38 or 40 years old like what are you gonna do like when it's out of your life and you can't compete what are you gonna do Shit, i don't even know man because it's not that far off i know you're not even 30 years old yet but like realistically you have coach what's
1: up
2: coach blake is good
3: coach you should coach Blake. I yeah, think I think. Nah, I very, uh...
1: There's no way that when I'm done fighting, I could just like leave the world behind, like leave the MMA world behind. It's just, it's like combat sports has been just like the center of my world since I was like 12. So like right. I can't if I just got rid of that, like I don't know what I would do with my time. <laughs> like I definitely would want to stay. I don't know i guess definitely coaching for sure obviously you know like keep training just you know like i definitely want to keep like rolling and just training all that good stuff but i kind of like talking too man like i like i like these i like podcasts i like i wouldn't mind uh you know down the road when i'm done fighting maybe doing something in like the podcast world or something like like you're doing tyler and you now devo just like of giving a platform to fighters and stuff because it's helped me a lot on the fighter end and i would kind of like to give back on the opposite end when i'm done with my career and stuff
3: and i hope well i know that uh it'll be a lot easier um for you than it was for me 100 percent, it'll be a lot easier for sure why is that it's well just being a fighter um that makes a huge difference Mm. um and and just knowing people and stuff and when you're like not and you're a complete outsider and you're trying to like you know crack that egg and like get into it it's really hard to do and i'm really particular i'm kind of uh i don't know i'm kind of like an anti-social media person really Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and i don't think that's a good combination Uh, but but also at the same time it's like um i don't make a living off of any of my anime stuff so it's like I do what interests me and I talk to the people that interest me and yeah. I don't, I would rather be my own person and work for myself just so I can keep doing what I do. Cause I don't ever want it to turn into a situation where it's like, Hey, uh, you know, interview Tyler little, here's $20. And I'm like, man, fuck that guy. Like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Like, fuck your money too. I don't want, I just yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: I think that's why you're so good at what you do though. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause it's not a, uh contractual thing that's all about money and you do what like you already said what interests you and i like i think the reason too that you've like one of the reasons that you've gotten so big in the mma community these past few years is because you're not like one of those dudes that's only gonna talk to the ufc champ you know what i mean Where like you know you interviewed me as an amateur fighter and you interviewed a bunch of people that are amateurs and newer pros and regional pros and that's something a lot of people don't do you know like they wouldn't even give me the time of day yeah. because you know i'm not a ufc vet or whatever and so i think that's what makes you your your platform special and i think that's why it's grown so much that you can't interview those guys too you know like you've gotten randy couture and anthony smith you know but then that you'll have those awesome interviews with those guys and then you'll turn around and interview some kid in his hometown who's had a few yeah. amateur fights interesting to you. You know, that's, that's cool. It is uh
3: it it definitely has been a journey and um I don't know, I guess I would encourage anyone to like, who's like looking to get into it is like, think about, and, and I guess it's just depend, I guess the answer is probably different for everybody, but it would just be like, if you're only in it for yourself, you're on, You're not going to be in it for a very long time. You're just not. You're going to burn out. So it's like, what kind of impact can you make for somebody else? That's and almost. If, the and if you can make a, a an impact f- for for somebody else, like a and a positive one, well, then you should do that, right? Mm-hmm. You should do that. Um, and 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 I always really tried to like bring value in that way because I, I looked <laughs> at the exactly what you said Blake like I looked around when I first started I'm like wow every major fight card it's like the same like 10 guys are getting hit up time and time again and I was like number one I don't want to like I just don't want to be like the ninth guy in the line that interviews somebody like sometimes that's inevitable that's unavoidable and it is what it is but it's like it's like how many like more times can a fighter ask a question or respond to a question like, you know, the fighter's got other shit he wants to get, he wants to go home. He doesn't really want to talk to you. And it's like, well, what if I talk to like somebody in like cage warriors? That's like on the undercard that nobody knows. And uh, has never been on a podcast before. It's like, I want to talk to that guy. Like, you know, I'm sure he'd appreciate the opportunity too. And I'll learn about somebody new. So let's do that. So I've always kind of like when everyone else is going left, I'm going right. And vice versa.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. That's the way to be, man.
0: I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Which is why I hope I haven't asked Blake, Terrence, or Caesar any questions that they were asked on other people's podcasts because well, they've already answered it. People have already heard it. So yeah. knowing them personally, we talk about personal experiences that we had together, like we do when we were at the gym just chilling, except now it's recorded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, both you guys, man. That's why I think that's why these are interesting, you know, because it's like they're we call them interviews, but they're they're really not. It's just kind of us just bullshitting and recording, you know,
0: conversations. Yeah. I think we call it an interview. Yeah, yeah.
3: I d- I interview people a hundred percent, but that's yes, true.
0: but I also bullshit too. For, for the yeah. people listening, Tyler is literally MMA media. Shout out to Mom's Basement MMA. Go follow youtube instagram give them a listen i'm Thank not you. MMA media i have a podcast that i do for fun and i don't give a shit if people listen to it or not
2: <laughs>
0: i had a goal and i did a fucking podcast so it is what it is if you listen you listen if you don't you don't i talk to people who i want to talk to and we have a conversation i had one of my cousins on my podcast i thought i probably should have deleted it because of the shit we were saying but i put it out <laughs> Like, pe- people wouldn't know what we're talking about. We're from a small town in Louisiana. No one fucking relates to that. But hey. I'm going to do what I it?
2: want. Yeah. Episode?
0: <laughs> Damn, Tyler dropped out. Dang. Oh, and so I, wanted to out. Ask, I wanted to ask both of y'all something. But he's gone. He's
1: like, fuck it. It's my birthday. Fuck these <laughs> guys. <laughs> Have you ever heard
0: of Jelly roll? No. Musical artist, bro. I, I haven't. So I've heard of him. Uh-huh. About a year. I seen something on Instagram and I was like, I like this song. I'm going to listen to it. So uh-huh. I listened to it, And he was on Rogan's podcast. I heard it today. I was like, his shit is dope.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: okay. It's country with a little bit of rap. With a really? little bit of beat. With a little bit of soul and pop, it's weird, but it's so good.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look him up as soon as we're done.
0: Jelly roll, all right. He made, he made a whole uh gospel album. Really? His latest album was like gospel, like southern, like southern Baptist. Really? Yeah, it's so bro. There's a song called uh, "Oh Shit." I just listened to it like 30 times today. I'm about to tell you what it is right now. Yes, please. Need a favor.
1: Need a favor?
0: Need a My favor. A jelly roll. A jelly right. roll. He's this fat, giant, white guy okay. with tattoos all over. Imagine Post Malone, but fatter.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. what, what a all great, right. like a sing his ass off.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look him up as soon as we're done. He's got a
0: great story, too. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so I, I I didn't know if you heard a jelly roll or not, but mm-hmm. I had to bring him up, man. Yes,
1: no, I appreciate it. We're always bouncing music artists off of each other, so I like it.
0: How the hell but, did you get in the What's up? How did you get in the A kid from did, Ohio.
1: I know, right? Um, I don't know, dude. When I was younger, I knew like a couple of his songs, like Zoom and like his bigger ones, like that. I used yeah. to always listen to when I was younger. And okay. then when I when I got into like college and like after college, uh I started like actually looking into listening to more of his stuff, and that's how I got into like just a, a bunch of his stuff. But I fucking love Boosie.
0: Boosie is the dude who doesn't give a fuck what he says when he says it anybody's platform. Yes. If his- <laughs> hey, I love that.
1: Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> He always has the best like clippable moments.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna send you some Boosted songs you probably never heard because they were on okay. And his ad libs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to look for it right now while we're talking. Okay. Don't listen to it now because it's gonna get us all in trouble. All but right, I won't. Listen to it when you're uh when you're alone. All right. <laughs> Bro, his ad like like Migos got good ad libs.
2: Yeah,
0: his <laughs> ad libs are hilarious. <laughs> and he's got the, the song I'm thinking about is his cousin singing on the hook, uh, "Hatch Boy," and it's it's. Oh, what the fuck is that song? I don't remember. I can't say it out loud because it might get me pulled. Even though we curse on the podcast. <laughs> But yeah, come on, let me turn this down so I can make sure this is the right song. <laughs> wow, fucking ad played. I'm like, what is this? This is not Boosie, <laughs> this is the one, this is the one. Yeah, man, back then, and like the album, the, the picture that's on the song that I'm sending is not the right picture for the album cover because this was a mixtape. Like, I've mm. been listening to Boosie since I was in middle school, middle yeah. School.
1: He's from like your stomping grounds, right?
0: Like 30 minutes away from where I grew up. Yeah,
1: that's crazy.
0: Yeah, listen to that song when you get a chance. Okay. Uh, Bro, the ad libs (laughs) he say while he's getting in trouble is hilarious. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm not going to ask you these these regular-ass questions like what brought you to California and why did you pick the gym you picked and you train at and all that. But I will ask you, how do you feel about Ohio being the tenth island?
1: I do uh agree with that statement and <laughs> uh <laughs> it's definitely going on a t-shirt. That's all I know.
0: Dude, we gotta get a we gotta get a t-shirt made with just Ohio that says Tenth Island <laughs> another t-shirt with the Hawaiian Islands. Ohio and California all together that make it look like one long island chain, but it's not. (laughs) Just one, like, ridiculous eye. That's awesome. That would be a dope walkout shirt. And the shirt shirt your mom made, shout out to her, because it it made me feel good because she used all of my pictures. Mm -hmm. The shirt for you. Yes. I know the one you're talking about. Like I make, I, I take pictures and I don't ask for money for from people, you know, mm-hmm. from the fight team and stuff. So when people use it to make other things, it just makes me feel good. And yeah. I like really that. Like that, that was a fire ass shirt.
1: Dude, your your shit's all over Ohio, man. You got that shirt. The local newspapers that I grew up with used your pictures for some of my fights. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. A couple times, I think.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Yeah. appreciate no the pictures. Are, like, like none of them know who the fuck I am, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. You know that those are the pictures I took of you. Hell yeah. When you was doing dope shit. Especially the ones after the fights. or Either pre-fight or post-fight. Pre-fight, yeah. post-fight make the best pictures.
1: Yeah, for sure. they're raw. Yep. They're yep. raw. The picture
0: of you in the sauna? Oh, that is a dope picture. Bro, those pictures of you in the sauna, some of my face, my camera's about to fucking burn up and die. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bro, got-
1: it's cool, too, just knowing, like, the backstory that you were in the sauna also with, like, the other fighters, and that just makes it even cooler that it wasn't like, you know, you took it just randomly walking by but you were, like, sitting right next to me in the sauna sweating your ass off with
0: a camera. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it, it had been about 20 minutes at least already yeah grab the camera
1: <laughs>
0: bro yeah guys yeah. asked me why i was sitting in the sauna with blake when he was cutting weight i don't know oh i know i remember why so shout out to cupcakes uh he fought in the main event that night really cool dude i didn't notice at the time but johnny two- campbell cupcake campbell right it was two dudes in the sauna him and his coach Blake goes in to cut the rest of his pounds that he probably didn't need to, but he did anyway. And I'm like, I'm not going to let Blake go on a sauna by himself with these strangers. What if they try to jump him? So I'm like, I'm ready for whatever. <laughs> so I go on a sauna with Blake in San Diego to sit down, and we're talking to these guys or whatever. Then I realize, okay, they're cool. I could go out and get the camera now.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Always having my back. But that, that dude was cool as fuck, man. I'm a big fan of that guy. Because after, uh, yeah, shout out to Johnny Cupcakes Campbell, dude. Because I went and like looked into his, because I was a fan already when we got there. Just like the story of that fight, how he took it on like three days or four days notice, cut days
2: notice,
1: yeah, and cut an insane amount of weight, like it, like beyond what anyone should, made the weight, bro, crazy. And at any point, you could have been like man fuck this or ask for a catch what you know what i mean something and he got all that weight off couldn't have been nicer in the sauna the dude, i'm sitting there with him and he's like just being super friendly and talking and he's asking a bunch of questions about me like man tell me about your style tell me this and that and he's like i'm rooting for you whatever and i'm like man this dude's super cool and i'm like how much you got left to go he's like well i got like i think like nine left i'm like oh my god dude and he's already like just shredded up and look super sucked down. He's like, he'll have like nine. But I'm like, oh, like God, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, you got that, bro. And in my head, I'm like, bro, there's no way that dude's getting nine more pounds off. He's like, you know, it's one thing if he's some big fat dude, but he's some shredded up like 35 pounder. And yep, then the next yeah. day he rolls up to weigh-ins, looks like a goddamn zombie, <laughs> makes the weight, made it didn't have to go over nothing made the weight and then and somersaulted off the stage <laughs> <laughs> Like this dude's a fucking psycho i love this guy
0: and then almost, yeah was,
1: yeah he fucking put on a was.
0: banger of a fight dude took, Against, took the jiu-jitsu world champions back and almost choked him out in the first round
1: yes yes bro it was crazy 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 and just looking, because after that, right, I'm like, I got to look into this dude. And he's super modest. You know, he wasn't telling me about his career at all. This is all yep. stuff I found out from looking him up, like, because yep. I was like, this dude's the fucking man. I need to know more about this guy. And I looked up, and this dude's head, I don't even want to mess it up, but a lot of pro fights, like...
0: 30, 30-something fights.
1: Yes, like 30-something pro fights. And he, I think, like, holds the record for Cage Titan's appearances. Um... It's some crazy number of fights. But, yeah, if you go to his topology you'll probably say. But...
0: 37, 38 fights.
1: Yeah, dude, that's fucking insane, man.
0: 38 fights. Um, At 36 or... years old. Yeah. That's nuts.
1: Yes. So shout out to Cupcakes Campbell. He's the fucking man.
0: I, I honestly think he would have won that fight if he would have took it on more than five days notice. Yeah, yeah. Because he had one.
1: He did. He looked good, bro. Yeah. Considering like all the shit he went through to get out there, you know? So it'd be interesting, man. Yeah. But... That was a good
0: trip. It was, man. That was a good trip. So before we wrap up, we got to hit you with a quick five. All right. I'm down. Well, whatever comes to your mind first. You got it. No explanation unless I ask for it. Just firing at the hip. I'm ready. Ready? Yep. Top five favorite musical artists.
1: Lil Wayne.
2: Okay.
1: ASAP Rocky. Okay. The band Korn. Okay. Uh, Lil Boosie. <laughs> okay. Shout out Boosie. Boosie and Eminem.
0: There's one more. There's only four. Oh, that's four. Uh, Wait, say, it, say it again. My bad. That might have been fire. You said it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Wayne,
1: Eminem, ASAP Rocky, Boosie, I think oh, and corn. Okay, corn. Yep. Yeah, that
0: fine. five. I'm tripping. You're right. You're good man. I, I put my thumb up first, and then it went down. <laughs> certain that's things fair. Up at the same time. Four favorite things to do.
1: Four favorite things to do. Number one, love fighting. Number two, food. Number three, sleep. Number four, going on walks with my headphones. I just love, I do that probably three to four times a week. I'll just go on a walk, listen to some music outside.
0: That's why we get along. Fucking martial arts and food and sleeping.
1: Yep. Right there.
0: But so now we're gonna get back to two of those in the next couple of questions. Favorite places to go?
1: Hawaii, number one.
0: Um,
1: And I really like the Southwest. Like, I like the Arizona, Nevada area a lot. It's super dry. It is. You ever
0: TDY to Reno yet?
1: Uh, Not TDY. I went there for
0: uh CATM shooting one time, but never TDY. Yeah, we used to TDY down there a lot. I went there twice. One time we had to sleep on the airfield in tents, no showers. Oof. It was rough. It was so <laughs> hot. Oh, it was so rough. That sounds but, rough. Yeah, but if you go, I went on another one where we stayed at the uh GSR, the hotel casino. Okay. I think it's called GSR. Okay. That sounds dope. Okay. If you can get on one of them. Yeah, GSR. Grand Sierra Resort. If you get on one of those, I was with a guy in the, in the casino. Really? Yeah. <laughs> my boy Moreno, shout out to Daniel Moreno. We're sitting at the, he's the one that made you laugh when you was putting the fire extinguisher. Yes. Took at work. <laughs> we were sitting at the bar having drinks after just uh watching fights. This random guy comes up. He's flirting with us. We don't realize he's flirting with us at the time. <laughs> And we're like, he's like, hey, let me buy you guys a drink. I'm like, nah, nah, bro, we're good. You know, we don't we don't want anything. We're straight. We're just he's like, and he keep trying, keep trying. And then we're like, this motherfucker trying <laughs> to hit us. And then we're like, nah, bro, we said we're straight, we're, we're good. And he just goes off like, I don't want to have fun. I'm just trying to have fun and all of this and now Like this motherfucker, he's trying to fuck. This- <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what's going on here. I I lose it. <laughs> like before I could step off the stool and go at him, Moreno grabs my shoulder and pushes me back down into the chair. Really? Yes. I, lo- I lost it. Because he started talking about kind of crazy
1: shit. You're like, not even the fact that he's trying to fuck me, just the rudeness. No, it
2: was
0: the rudeness. <laughs> it was yeah. the rudeness. 100% the rude Because he didn't put hands on us. Yeah. He just got super rude and started saying all kind of racial shit and stuff.
1: Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah.
0: Damn. So number two. Okay. Favorite food to eat during a weight cut. Okay. And then your favorite food to eat after the weight cut. Okay.
1: So favorite food to eat during a weight cut. I'm really big on poke. Lots okay. of like keep it fresh with like poke or like real simple sushi rolls, like where it's basically just fish, rice, veggies, you know. I love that, and it helps during a weight cut. My favorite after a weight cut, I love just, like, a big, slutty burger. Just (laughs) greasy, cheesy, like, just fucking nasty, you know. I love that
0: shit. Hey, I got to call y'all, bro. Yeah. In San Diego, after you weighed in, you ate three meals. (laughs) Whatever, I can eat one. bro. One. i like, bro, Blake ate a smoothie. He had a smoothie, a stack of pancakes with all kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was something else you had, but it was literally three meals. A big omelet with, like, hash browns and stuff. Right. It was the fucking yeah. omelet. It was good, man. That was some good-ass food. <laughs> it was, dude. You ate three full meals. and I was like, how is he still doing it? Like, how is that? <laughs>
1: for this yeah now for being a tall like skinny guy
0: i, I can throw down food pretty good yeah I, I surprised the hell out of me number one you could pick either drinking or dinner okay pick dinner dinner give me five dinner guests for you to sit down, have dinner with, and just chat about anything, dead or alive. Five dinner
1: guests. All right. So I'm going Jason Mayhem Miller. Oh, just because he's a wacko and I feel like he'd be fun to talk to. Um, nice. Jason Miller. Uh, some other good dinner guests, dinner guests. Uh let's say Paul Rudd, the actor, because he just seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. Okay. Probably has some cool stories. Um Nikki Six from Motley Crew, because okay. she's lived the most absurd life ever, and I would like to just hear some stories. Um, I got two more slots. Um, give me Dave Chappelle. Ooh, and... Yes, yes. And then my last spot has got to be... Chael Sonnen.
0: That was a... That was a surprise. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But... Uncle Chill does have a lot of crazy stories. Whether they're real or not doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Honestly, all those. Because that's not even the top five people I'd want to meet or hang out with necessarily. But specifically yeah. a dinner guest. I think those would be the most like those those all five of those people are people I would enjoy just shutting up and listening to talk.
0: Just Mayhem Miller for sure. Yes. Mayhem Miller's nuts. Yes. Yes. Paul Rudd will be telling you all kind of Marvel stories. Yep. Like, bro, how a store? <laughs> yeah. Robert Downey Jr. using drugs doing the filming of Avengers? Like, it's Yep. Much, much. <laughs> Molly Crew enough said, I'm pretty sure they got all kind of drug-related hundred images with prostitutes and whatever in the studio. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. Yep no said yep and then shell son is gonna come up with some shit that you're gonna have to google once he's done telling you because he's uh, probably yes a hundred percent oh man all right so out of those five dinner guests do you think mayhem miller and chel sudden would get into a fight i did not even think about that but they actually
1: fought at one point so uh <laughs> they might they might <laughs> i didn't even think about that
0: i'm just saying because uh, I forget who it was, but someone on my podcast picked uh, Mike Tyson and, like, Deontay Wilder or, or somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you think these two would get into an altercation? Because it depends on which Mike Tyson you're you're picking. Like, are you picking uh-huh. who's, like, full of marijuana and TAC higher learning Mike? Or are you picking 18- yep. to 24-year-old Mike who was – heavyweight champion crazy Mike yep. Tyson. Fucking That's- like
1: coke residue on his nostril in a club yeah. with Tupac Mike that- Tyson. That's
2: two yeah. different
0: people. Yeah. But before we go, mm-hmm. give some shout outs. Thank you sponsors or whatever. Whatever you need to do.
1: Okay. Um. Thank you. So first off, got to shout out you, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been good just talking to you. I miss you, man. So it was good talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Um, Shout out to Tyler from Mom's Basement. Definitely Mm. give him a follow for anyone listening. Um, Got a whole whole bunch of sponsors that have been awesome to me. Uh, So just big shout out to Nobody MMA at A Train for Life in Sassoon City, all run by Anthony Sonny Ramos. Um, Shout out to the team. And big shout out to Amini Kapapa and Julian. Both have fights June 24th in Napa, California. Um, So they're next up for us. So definitely shout out to those guys. Um, Outside of that, I I got a whole bunch of sponsors that have been awesome. I don't even want to go through them because I know I'll forget a bunch. um, But they know who they are. And if you go to my page, I have videos for all my sponsors. So just check out my page and you'll see a bunch of awesome sponsors that have been cool to me.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, thank you, Blake, Nature Boy, Perry. Much appreciated. I'm pretty sure you've already told your fans why you're a Nature Boy, so we're not going to get into it. <laughs> I will be back in California for a month, a little, hey. a little over a month, coming soon. I'll let you know offline when I will be there. Okay. But until next time, this has been another episode of the Kicking with Devo podcast. Peace.